Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. In the silence of the heart, you speak, and your mercy is the air I breathe. You come to me in whispers, and forgiveness sings, in the silence of the Good morning, everyone. I am uh, very pleased to be able to join you this way. I wish it could be in person, but I'm really grateful to the folks that made this possible. Um, Miles Rapkin, uh, one of our parishioners, a life team graduate, uh, Tommy Dome, certainly Nancy and Steph, and certainly Father John, who is here with me. But, you know, we live in unprecedented times where in what I can only describe as uncharted territory, and it's just good that we can come together and be together, albeit remotely, and pray for one another, but not only for one another, not only for our parish family, for all those folks in our world who are experiencing and so many are suffering because of this virus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, peace be with you. And with your spirit. And let us always begin, as we always do, by taking a moment to call to mind any selfishness or self-centeredness and asking God for mercy. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. for us. 
Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy, forgive us and heal us and bring us all together one day to everlasting life. My friends, let us pray and just take a moment in silent prayer to pray for all of our intentions, but most especially for all those people who've been touched by this virus. Oh God, who through your word reconcile Ray rare to yourself in a wonderful way, grant we pray that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten toward the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see, because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse presented seven sons before Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? Jesse replied, There is still the youngest who is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives here. Jesse sent and had the young man brought to them. He was ruddy, a youth handsome to behold, and making a splendid appearance. The Lord said, There, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel, with the horn of oil in hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Nothing. 
shade is so dark it terrifies. I fear not the evil that confronts my soul, for you are at my side. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want, there is nothing I shall want. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Rather, expose them, for it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. I am the light of the world, says the The Lord be with you. With your spirit. And we have a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. You, O Lord. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sinned, it is so that the works of God may be, might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go and wash in the pool of Siloam which means sent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said it is, but others said, no, 
It just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, how were your eyes opened? He replied, the man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, where is he? And he said, I don't know. Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshipped him. I think I missed a page here. Okay, I'm back on track. (laughs) So they brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on the Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, well, how can a sinful man do such signs? There was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, he's a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked them, is this your son who was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he's of age, he can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, the parents said, he's of age, question him. So a second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give God the praise. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, If he's a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind and now I see. And they said to him, well, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, you are the man's disciple. We are the disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered answered and said to them, This is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he was from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and now you are trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, 
and he worshiped him. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see might see and that those who do not see do so that those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, surely we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, we see, so your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Praise to you Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, uh, frequently in John's Gospel, we hear about the light. It begins, actually, if you get a chance to read it while we're home, um, you know, Jesus refers to himself in the preamble to the gospel as the light of the world. And then in an extended sense, in a way, you know, well, certainly he referred today to himself, said directly, I am the light of the world. And in an extended sense, that light of the world, you know, also relates to the man born blind who Jesus could see. He brought him from darkness. He brought him into light. And, you know, it's just a wonderful figure, image, you know, for all of us to reflect upon in these just very trying, challenging times, you know, that as difficult as it is, you know, we, we have a choice to live in the light. You know, we're all baptized. We're all disciples of Jesus. We're all called to live in the light. And I know in our homes, it can be pretty difficult. You know, we're not used to being together and we're not always used to being alone if that's our situation. But, you know, you can choose. We can choose to bring light to others in, in many, many different ways. So we live in the light of Jesus. We've been enlightened by Jesus. He is our light. He is the light of the world. He is with us in this struggle that we're facing, uh, much more than a struggle, I know, this pandemic that we're experiencing. It's important to choose to live in the light and to continue to carry on in, in hope and trust. Um, you know, to John, all of us were born blind. And with us, uh, you know, but it's due to the healing grace of Jesus Christ that we're able to see. And that gives us, and we have, the gift of faith. And that faith will enable us to continue on. He is the light of the world. He is the light that will always endure. And yes, you know, our minds and hearts that light will always be with us, and particularly today, right now, as we gather to celebrate this Mass. You know, I was thinking this week about the lessons that can be learned uh, from what we're experiencing with all of us being pretty much in isolation. Uh, Father John and I have dinner together six feet apart. Um, we can still talk, obviously, but we're trying to respect the boundaries and the guidelines that have been established to, to protect our health and to protect everybody's health. But, you know, it's we struggle, and I struggle, Father John struggles, I know Nance and Steph do, because we're not able to come together with you to celebrate Mass. But it, it somehow reminds me of so many people that I've met in Honduras and so in so many other countries that really very, very seldom, if ever, have the opportunity to come together to celebrate Mass. And it just makes me and I hope all of us more conscious of all those folks in our world who 
just are not able to do that. It's, they would love to. They, they have the same desire, the same hopes, the same dreams. But it might happen once a year. It might not happen for a number of years for a number of, of very good people, you know. And I, another thought that I had, um, we all are, are in a, you know, kind of a surreal situation. Uh, being isolated, you can go to the store, but even there you're supposed to be separate from others. You know, you can go wherever you can go, the drugstore, whatever. There are many places really that you can go. But, you know, it's just good to to remember as we're experiencing aloneness and loneliness, just how many people in our parish and certainly well, well beyond that in our world experience people in nursing homes and other kinds of care facilities who live alone and are very, very lonely, just as we're experiencing loneliness now. So whatever we can do, you know, to reach out to others, particularly those in our neighborhoods, certainly our families whom we know are alone, you know, that's an opportunity for us to bring light into people's lives. And, you know, when we do that, we also bring light into our lives because we know we are doing just a, a very, very good thing in reaching out, being a source of light, trying to uplift people, but always remembering those who really are alone, and they're always alone. And Father John and I know this very well in nursing homes and other places, particularly now where they're not allowed to have any visitors. You know, it's it's very, very hard. At least we can get out and we can walk and we can do some things, but, you know, they're very, very limited and cannot even leave their rooms. So, that is just very, very hard, you know. Um, I would also encourage all of us, and I'll, I'll do this in our prayers, but just to hold in our hearts and in our prayers, you know, all those emergency service folks in our community and throughout the world, you know, all those healthcare professionals, you know who they are, you know, doctors, nurses, all kinds of skill sets among people and Certainly just those caregivers in hospitals and nursing homes and other kinds of facilities, just to pray for them and to be a source of prayer and support and strength for them as they continue doing what they're doing in, you know, very risky kinds of situations and the people they're facing. It's just so important to pray for them. And um, let us always just pray for each other. We can do that very well at home. What can I do? Lots of people ask Father John and I that question. What can I do? The best thing you can do, whether you're at home or you're in some kind of care facility, the absolute best thing you can do is to pray, you know, for everyone who's living through and suffering because of this terrible, terrible disease. My friends, just know that we do and we will hold you in our thoughts and prayers in the days ahead and we just pray for God's blessing upon you. And just be safe out there. Go along with the program, okay? The program's a good one that's been established by our president and our government. It's just important and we go along with that and be faithful to it. And, you know, with God's help and God's grace and God's healing, you know, we will come through this very, very challenging time. God bless you. Let us pray together, you at home. We'll pray together the words of the Apostles' Creed, please. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and of earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. 
he descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. And my friends, let us now turn to the Lord in prayer and petition. All of the prayers that you hold in your hearts at home, all the people for whom we pray together, let us join to these prayers of petition. Let us pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and for all bishops and all church leaders, that they might look for the guidance and inspiration and direction of the Holy Spirit in their continuing ministry, we pray to the Lord. Let us pray for our president, for governors, for all legislators, as they work together to come up with some remedies for this tragic situation that we are all experiencing, that they might look to the light of Jesus and the guidance of the Holy Spirit in their decisions, we pray to the Lord. For our parishioners, um, during this unprecedented time, you know, the light of Jesus come into their lives and fill them with hope and peace, as challenging as that is, we pray to the Lord. And my friends, we pray for all caregivers, all those on the front lines, all those who are out there trying to respond to test people, to respond to people, to serve people, all those people in intensive care units, all those people not only here, but worldwide suffering so greatly because of this virus. We pray for them. We pray for their health, that it may be sustained. And we pray that they might truly be ministers of God's healing. We pray to the Lord. And for all of our scientists, as you know, I'm sure there are many scientists around the world working on developing antidotes and remedies and treatments for this disease. We just pray that the Holy Spirit might guide them, enlighten them, give them with their own gifts and abilities and learning an um, opportunity to provide some kind of relief for people, some kind of healing through all the work they're doing and all the research we pray to the Lord. <clears throat> and we remember all those who have died. We all have family members and loved ones who have passed away, but also for all those who've died during this um, contagion, we pray for them. We pray for all their loved ones, all who are grieving their loss, that their faith may be a source of strength and inspiration and hope for them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear us today and, and the prayers we bring and just place before you in trust. And we do so in your son, Jesus, the Lord. Amen. Open 
up new worlds to me. This Jesus does what none can do. I once was blind and now I see. we pray together that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept this sacrifice at your hands for the praise and the glory of his name. We place before you with joy these offerings which bring eternal remedy, O Lord, praying that we may both faithfully revere them and present present them to you as is fitting for the salvation of all the world, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you and lift up your hearts. Let us all give thanks to the Lord our God. And it is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord. Holy Father Almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By the mystery of the Incarnation, He has led the human race that walked in darkness into the radiance of the faith, and he has brought those born in slavery to ancient sin through the waters of regeneration to make them your adopted children. Therefore, all creatures of heaven and earth sing a new song in adoration, and we, with all the hosts of angels, cry out, and without end, we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all that you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, You give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by that same spirit, graciously make holy these gifts that have been brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and the blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. Then in a similar way, when the Last Supper was ended, 
he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, Lord Jesus, until you come again in glory. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of his saving passion of your son, his wondrous resurrection and his ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, We offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son may be filled with this Holy Spirit and become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of God, blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Basil and all the saints on whose constant intercession in your help, we rely for an unfailing help. May this sacrifice of reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, Advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth. Your servant, Pope Francis, our bishops, the order of bishops, clergy and religious, and the entire people that you have gained for yourself. Look graciously upon the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to you Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world, to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life. Give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory, all honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. My friends, let us pray together with all our hearts the words that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours. And Lord Jesus, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, Lord, but in the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And my friends, may the peace of the Lord be with you always. And perhaps you can hit elbows or something, or just nod to each other for those of you at home. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Miserere nobis, miserere nobis. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the This is Jesus, the bread of life. How blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
we pray for blessings and we pray for peace comfort for family protection while we sleep we pray for healing for prosperity we pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering and all the while you hear each spoken need you love us way too much to give us lesser things cause what if your blessings come through raindrops what if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? And what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? We pray for wisdom and your voice to hear. And we cry in anger when we cannot feel you near. We doubt your goodness, we doubt your love. As if every promise from your word is not enough and all the while you hear each desperate plea and long that we'd have faith to believe cause what if your blessings come through raindrops what if your healing comes through tears what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? And what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? And when friends betray us, when darkness seems to win, we know the pain reminds this heart that this is not, this is not our home. It's not our home. Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? What if my greatest disappointments or the aching of this life is a revealing of a greater thirst this world can satisfy? And what if trials of this life 
The rain, the storms, the hardest nights Are your mercies in disguise. Well, for the closing prayer and blessing, I want to thank uh, Miles Rapkin and Tommy, certainly, uh, Nancy and Steph, Father John, uh, for all their help with this. Uh, you know, um, if this was me doing this, you know, and I know it would never happen. So we're really blessed to have that kind of, you know, technical assistance and skill uh, to be able to make this Mass possible. And the plan is that we'll be back with you again next Sunday at 9 o'clock. So you might tell your friends and neighbors, any parishioners, that they can watch it. Um, and then the final thought, just just be respectful of what we're being asked to do. And I think most people, if not the majority of people, if not all people are trying to respect uh, the boundaries, you know, the six foot, it's hard to do. I know can't always be done, but it's a good, um, it's a good um, little, I don't know if it's a law or what it is, but it's a good boundary to try and maintain just to keep all of us safe. So, my advice is, because I'm trying, go along with the program, okay? And let us pray. Oh God, you enlighten everyone who comes into this world. Illuminate our hearts and minds, we pray, that with the splendor of your grace, that we may always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty and love you in all sincerity. Through Jesus our Lord, amen. Let us bow our heads and ask for God's blessing. Look upon those who call to you, O Lord, and sustain the weak. Give life by your unfailing light to those who walk in the shadow of death. And bring those rescued by your mercy from every evil to reach the highest good. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. And may Almighty God bless and keep you all. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We go in peace, my friends, to love and serve the Lord. And thank you for being with us. Oh
We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.